What's good, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios, and my summer just keeps on getting better because we get more and more football players wanting to come check in, say what's up. Right now, we got Clarence Freeman from the Bishop School on the other line. What's going on, man? How you doing today? Uh, pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. So you just got done with another summer workout. Everybody needs to know how's the team looking. Is this going to be a uh, a big offensive season for you guys? Uh, I think it's going to be a big big season overall. Honestly, um, offense and defense. Uh, we fixed a couple of things on defense that can really help us from last season, and um, having Tyler back on offense is really going to help. And putting Clay back out at the receiver position will be really helpful as well. So I think as a whole, we're going to be looking really good next year. Yeah, so Tyler Buckner that he mentions, uh, big-time quarterback, goes down early in the season. Last year, everyone sort of started playing you know, musical chairs offensively. Did you wind up playing quarterback at any point, or, or was it just uh, just Dom mostly down the stretch? Um, so we started out with Clay at quarterback for, I think, for our first two games um, that Tyler was out for. And we saw that you know, it was working, but versus better teams, it wouldn't work, so... We put Dom at quarterback just because we have two threats at receiver, not just me. But it was really helpful to have Clay out there, too. I mean, Clay's a really great receiver. He's also a good quarterback, but, you know, he's a better receiver, so that really helped. So, but you never wound up playing any quarterback. Did you wind up playing any offensive line? Because Bishops gets a little <laughs> thin uh, during the season. Any offensive line for you? Or just did you manage <laughs> no, to be one of the few people that stayed at their natural position? Yeah, I stayed at my natural position. <laughs> So your natural position, uh, do you are you uh, do you identify as wide receiver? Or are you part of this new age uh, athlete group of of, of players? Um, I say I'm a, just a wide receiver, but you know I play both sides of the ball, and um, I I I would identify as a wide receiver, but I can also go as an athlete. So wide receiver DB, you also now are officially somebody that has Division One interest. You pick up an offer from Davidson College. What was that experience like? Um, honestly, it was unreal. Um, I visited the campus with my family right when we got to the airport. Took a 30-minute drive from Charlotte. Got there. The head coach was there. Um, took us around. Sat us down in the room. He was really excited for me to be at the camp the next day. and uh, I was just excited to be up there. It was a beautiful campus. Um, so we did the camp. Uh, I thought it was really good. And then we ended up talking to the coach after the receiver coach and the head coach who uh, happened to be a uh, father and son. Kind of funny. But um, we talked to him, and then he, uh, he officially offered me. And I was My family and I was really excited. Now, do they use Steph Curry as a football incentive at all? Is, is he over everything on that campus, or, or is there actually something on there that is not all Steph Curry? Uh, that's not really all Steph Curry. Um, when I walked in, when I walked, first walked into the gym, it was, I saw a picture of Steph Curry, which is pretty cool, but... You know, they didn't really use Steph Curry that much. So you pick up the first offer. That has to feel kind of like a, like the weight has been lifted a little bit because now you got to assume that you can, or I mean, I should say that we have to assume you're going to be playing senior year a little bit more carefree knowing that if one school is interested, there's bound to be others. Definitely. I mean, that's how I look at it. But, you know, senior year, I'm still going to go 100%. I mean, one offer isn't going to stop me. I mean, I'm trying to pick up more and I'm just trying to help my team win. So your team winning, I mean, it, it, it's it's also involved a lot with uh, with seven on seven. As a wide receiver, you're one of the first ones that we've talked to uh, that's not a quarterback this summer. So I'd love your input okay. on 
you know, how much value do you put in the summer passing league seven on seven in terms of how ready does it actually get you for football? Is it just something fun that you like doing? Where do you fall on that? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, football is fun just to begin with. And I think it really helps connecting with like our teammates, just being together for the whole summer and that spring, um, getting the connection down with our quarterback, Tyler. Um, it really helps Clay and I and the rest of the offense. I mean, just building chemistry. I mean, you can't build too much chemistry, so. So you can't build too much chemistry, but you're also, I don't hear you saying that it's us dialing in our playbook, getting 100% ready. We know exactly what we're doing so that day one of camp really isn't day one. It's day, you know, it's, it's month number five of camp. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I have to agree with that too. I mean, we go deep into the playbook. I mean, all the stuff we run seven on seven, we're going to run that during the year. Um, so, I mean, that helps as well. And I think August 1st, when we first put on those pads, I don't, it's not going to be like day one. It's going to be... Like another practice for us, honestly. Now, you got to give us just a little bit of insight on what practice is like for the Bishop School because you guys have usually between 20 and 30 players on the team, so it's already yeah. pretty thin compared to what most people visualize as a football team. You guys, I'm assuming, do basically no tackling of any sort, so is it all just doing it against the the dummies or are you guys really just that prepared and good at football that you know what you're doing and practice is just the finite little tune-ups? Um, practice is really, it's a hundred percent. We go a hundred percent. I mean, we don't go full pads like most schools. We just do uh, shells, which is uh, shoulder pads and helmets. But you know, like the first two weeks, we really take into focus like tackling. And I think we're all smart enough and we played football long enough to know how to tackle. And, I mean, last season, I didn't think we had any problems tackling. But I think having 20, 30 players is helpful and also not very helpful. I mean, all of us have to know both sides of the ball, have to know the whole playbook, because anybody can't move around at any moment. So, Tell us a little bit about the coaching staff, because Coach, coach Allen, your head coach, seems like one of the more relaxed, calm, cool customers, almost – you know, if, if you said hey, he doesn't even coach football, he coaches volleyball or something like that, you might be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then Danny Mitchell seems really high energy. So it seems like you guys have a little bit of everything and, and everyone in between on that coaching staff. Yeah, I know. I really enjoy our coaching staff. Um, practices are fun. Just hanging out with them is fun. Um, practices, I mean, they know when to get serious. And uh, our defensive coordinator, uh, Shane, he does a really good job on defense. I mean, I've in my four years here, I've learned so much um, from one person. And on the offensive side, Dinesh, I mean, he's really fun. I mean, offense is fun. Like practice is fun. We go through plays. He's high fiving everybody. He's running down the field with us. And then Joel's just that guy. I mean, you can just talk to whatever. I mean, he just floats around, gives us input, things that like we can work on, and it's really helpful. So. So in your four years there, you guys have made multiple CIF runs. You've been with the Jackson brothers. You've been with Buckner. You've been around a ton of great offense. What has it been like being so involved in pretty much high-stakes football all the time? Um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, my freshman year, I was kind of thrown into the fire. Um, we went to playoffs. We had a couple of injuries. So I, was start I started the first two games of the playoffs my freshman year, which is a little crazy. But um, I think everybody's used to it here. I mean, we don't have that many players, so I mean, you got to be ready to go whenever, whenever they say. I mean, I mean, it's really helpful just because 
my sophomore year, I, I was preparing for varsity football, which is great. And so was freshman year. Now I'm looking at the schedule. Do I have this right that 2016 was your freshman year? Uh, correct. All right. So 2017, you guys end up in one of what I think is one of the most, and I'm sorry if this is a little bit of a, of a uh, memory that I'm bringing up, but you end up in one of the most amazing shootouts in uh, playoff history that I've ever seen, a 61-52 game versus Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon, though, I bring this up because they're a big school. Grossmont is a big school. You guys, as a school of just a couple hundred kids, private school, every year are the 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 case study for, oh, you got to rank this little school in the top 10. You got to rank this little school in the top 10. And every single year, it, it, it's you guys. It's not a different school it's bishops is the well they can play with anybody in the county they can play with anybody in the county not to say that you know you guys could every single week play with a helix and and then a cathedral because the numbers just it's not in your favor but that's got to be pretty humbling and pretty awesome to know that the county looks at you guys and say well yes if they can do it against this team they could probably do it against anybody uh no that's honestly like that's a that's a humbling experience um, it's also great to play against teams like Grossmont, Steel Cannon, the bigger schools, um, just because we can. Sh- it's a showcase game for us. We can showcase that we can play with anybody, and that we can play against all schools. I mean, we can play against the top teams. We can play against the small schools. I mean, I think we can do it all, honestly. And I think opening with the last two years was amazing, just because we were able to put Bishops on the map. Definitely on the map. The last couple years, they're going to continue it this year. Uh, you guys get to open it up, though, with, instead of a big, big-time school, the La Jolla rivalry, and you guys are going to be playing against La Jolla at technically a home game for you, but it's their turf. Does that feel a lot of fun to to have really taken over that rivalry and, and just dominate La Jolla every single year in their own house? I know. That is, I mean, it's the funnest game of the year, honestly. I mean, we all have fun playing in it. I know it's our whole school is going to come out. Their whole school is going to come out. The community is going to come out. They're going to want to see the public versus private school game. And it's honestly really fun. And just, you know, we, we're we not going to look back at the years 42 to 7 that we've won the last couple of years. We're going to take this game like we've taken every game. We're not going to take it lightly. We're going to go in 100% and make a statement. Trust me, as a La Jolla alum myself, it hurts to see how much this has flipped in the last 10 years. But... Uh, really understanding that you know, I know how much that meant just from one play that always comes to mind, and that was you guys were up 30-something, and Moses Mooney took a fake punt to the house. Um, and I understand that it was on a blown call or something like that, but just to see him still going that 110% that late in the game. Um, so awesome that you can open up the season on that kind of a rivalry. Let's break away from football a little bit, though, and help everybody here listening right now get to know you a little bit better. So... What is one of the recent shows you have binged or been addicted to? Ooh, um, I'd have to say Stranger Things. I mean, season three coming out really excited me this past week. And uh, my, a lot of my friends and I have been like, binge-watching it. So, I mean, Stranger Things is up there for me. You have to choose one dip. Salsa, guacamole, anything like that. What's your favorite dip? Oh, easily guacamole. 100% guacamole. Do you have a favorite place for the guac? Or are you a homemade guac guy? Ooh, um, I would take a homemade homemade guac over uh, another place's guac, honestly. You have to pick one album to listen to 
pregame all season long? What artist and what album are you going with? Ooh, um, let's. I'm gonna have to go with Travis Scott Afterworld. I know it's pretty generic, but you know those songs really hype me up. Hey, whatever works for you works for you. What is your favorite class to go to? Class would have to be math. math. You are also you list yourself. Uh, you play you play basketball. So is basketball the hidden talent, or is there another hidden talent that you have that you, that people might not know about you? Um, I probably have to say basketball, and you know, in my free time, I like to play spike ball. Uh, I think I'm pretty pretty good at that game too. So I think that's a hidden talent for me. Let me ask you this, because I think spike ball is blowing up the last year or two. Would you like spike ball to be a CIF sport? Would you play that? Oh, 100%. I would play that. Do you think... No doubt in my mind. Okay, so you got to put together the Bishop's roster for spike ball. Let's say four or five players deep. Who are you going with? Um, so, actually, we were just playing that game right now. Um, I'm going with Austin Schroeder, Helen Hobson, Zach White, and then myself for four. Okay, I, and, and I think that that would be a great one because to me, every school could be right on even par, no matter how big or small your school is. I think countywide, that would be huge. I think that would really blow up. So I, I, think it would, yeah, I am all on board, uh, Commissioner Schneep, if you are listening to this. Well, thank you for listening, one. But two, let's get, this, let's get this ball rolling. You can fit it in as a spring sport. Everyone else, because oh, yeah. it's a decent workout too. You can play it on the beach. Oh, it you can play it on 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 turf. It's a, it's great. The lateral speed it checks all the boxes. All right, um, comedy or horror movies? Horror movies. What's your what's what's one or two of your favorite scary movies? Scary movies. Um, I'd have to go with Annabelle. Oh, you've seen That's that one? Right. That was that a good one? Uh, not the recent one, like the old one. I really want to go see like the new one. I actually the most recent horror movie I watched is um, Chucky. And and uh, that was really scary. I saw it with my parents, and yeah, we were <laughs> the my adrenaline was running because I, I mean, I had to like look away for a couple of scenes. It was really scary. I you, you I give you more credit than than anybody because I wouldn't have even gone. So so I'll give you I'll give you that. Uh, what is the video game that you know, you most dominate at? Two uh, K nineteen right now, and then when two K twenty comes out, you know I'll dominate that too. Are you going straight Clipper Nation for two K nineteen, or or are you going to be able to 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 find other teams to win with? Uh, honestly, I like Portland. Um, the fact that they drafted Nazir Little small forward was what they needed, and Damian Lillard is still going to be there. CJ McCollum. So I mean, I'm I'm Trailblazer Nation. So. Is that your NBA team in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Damian Lillard. He's been one of my favorite players since I don't know how long since he's been in the league. So now, I, I, I maybe I'm putting too many pieces together here, but it sort of seems like there might be a little bit of a parallel between Damian Lillard and the Bishop's mentality of you guys could have each you know gone to a bigger school, gone to another school, but you're like, hey, look, we're gonna make it here. We're happy here. We're gonna win our championships, or we're gonna die trying. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, the fact that Damian Lewis, he went to um, Weaver State, and he's in the NBA now. He's an, uh, he's, an, he's an all-star. I mean, the fact that he's leading Portland Trailblazers and scoring, who knows how many other statistics. And that just proves to you, you can really go to any school, be the star, and then make it big. We can bring it back a little bit to football. Talking about those stars, Charlie Mossy just recently commits to Penn. I had mentioned 
earlier, Tyler Buckner committed to Notre Dame. In the last few years, we've seen people like Moses Mooney and Justin Woodley. A lot of Division One talent has come out of Bishops or is currently at Bishops. How much does that step your own game up, being able to look around and understand that's where I got to be because that's where the bar is set. I need to be higher than that. You know, What's that like? Um, it's something that I try to be. I mean, I've been looking up to Moses Mooney and Justin Lilly, like my whole life and seeing them go Division One and taking academics like pretty serious and the fact that they both went Ivy League. Um, it's, I mean, it's honestly good for us. And then for all the underclassmen that were growing up watching them too, I mean, it's somewhere where you want to be when you're a senior, when you're a junior, you want those offers. For you, what you know, help the people that maybe haven't seen a bunch of you of your tape or haven't seen you play before. What are one or two wide receivers that you look at and you're like, I'm trying to do something close to what that. I know everyone's their own unique receiver, but who are a couple guys you look up to in the college or NFL ranks? Um, I'd have to go with Stephon Diggs first. Um, his route running is unreal. Um, he's not very fast, um, and also just the fact that the way he just like his cuts and the way he can fake um, juke defenders out um, my second one would have to be Brandon Cook just because he's so quick and I mean he's just so quick knows how to run routes and knows how to get open so so I'm curious you were born 2002 2003 somewhere around there 2003 yeah what do you consider old school wide receivers old like is that like Randy Moss is that uh, Terrell Owens, like, like, who do you, who did you grow up on? Who were some of your first guys? I, I you know, I, I'm only 28, but I, I'm just, I laugh sometimes at what the generational gap is, and I'm curious, you know, what some of your guys's exposure is to the quote unquote legends of the game. Uh, one of the legends, I, I grew up watching the Green Bay Packers just because my uncle played for them. So, I think the receivers from that team that I really looked up to was Greg Jennings and Dollar Driver. And those guys would be what late late Brett Favre, or was that beginning of Aaron Rodgers already? Um, I'd say that was late Favre, and then uh, I'd say beginning of Aaron Rodgers when he won the Super Bowl in 2010 versus Steelers. Yeah, I you know there's no right answer, no wrong answer. It's just something that I I think is really interesting. Of some guys go down the road of oh you know I was on YouTube and I started watching highlights, and then next thing you know I've seen all this that and the other. Um, I, I wound up talking with uh, the uh, Alex Gonzalez, the running back at Christian last year, and he okay. had never seen Reggie Bush's college highlights. And oh, wow. to me, that was something that like growing up, you couldn't be a running back and not have an appreciation for the man that's doing it at the peak of the profession. And, and so just, I, 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 I like getting the answers of, of what people have seen from the history of the game because it, it's so easy right now that you know every guy is doing something new and I think in a year or two, Odell Beckham Jr. might be seen as, oh yeah, he was good a few years ago, but he's not doing the craziest catches anymore. So you know, the NFL game moves so quickly that you know, I'm sure that down, trickling that down to high school or college, you guys feel like you probably have to constantly be getting better, constantly the, the bar is being raised so high as to what is a what you know what counts as being a good wide receiver yeah, no definitely i think the game has changed a lot like recently i mean i mean you usually see I mean, back then you really like the fundamentals and these two end catch but now you look at odo beckham one hand catch everything so 
Now, are your coaches encouraging that? Do your coaches get get on you and say, hey, no, 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 two hands, catch it this way, that, or, or are your coaches saying, hey, look, do what you got to do, get get there, get the little bit of separation you can. Do they encourage you doing whatever you can to, to come down with that catch? Um, they kind of do whatever you got to do to come down with the catch. I mean, if you make a one-hand catch, they're not mad, but if you try making a one-hand catch and you drop it, they're going to be like, come on now, two hands. And that, that's how they look at it. So... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter right now on your Twitter and huddle is a thing, Instagram, everything like that. What has been your experience in terms of recruiting on social media versus in person versus on the phone versus emails? What have you found is where you got most of your traction and most of your interaction with colleges? Um, it would definitely be through Twitter. So would you and this is kind of the, usually the informational part that I like to, to give out to the younger listeners, guys that are in high school that are, are, are listening to this who might be in their freshman or sophomore year. I'm assuming you would stress, obviously, the be responsible, don't say dumb stuff, yada, yada, yada. But is it, you know, do you follow coaches and send them your, do you DM your highlight tapes? How, how do you be your best ally on Twitter in terms of helping get the word out about yourself to coaches? Uh, I think, Twitter, obviously, you have to direct message. Um, post as many highlights as you can. You're obviously, your the year, your highlights from the football season. And then, honestly, any extra stuff that you do. I mean, it can be workouts, be seven on seven. Also, I, I forgot to, um, I forgot, was um, email. Email really helps. I mean, that's another way you can get to colleges. And um, it's not that hard to go on the website, look at their football coaches. And most schools will have their football coaches' email. So, I mean, that's pretty helpful as well, too. You're going to be playing basketball this year, probably, or do you think that you uh, you might sit that season out if, if a college is on the line for for football? Um, I, I'm going to play basketball. I mean, I grew up playing basketball my whole life, and I mean that's something I want to do. And I'm pretty close with the team, so yeah, I'll, I'll be playing basketball. So what is what is left on the bucket list? A little bit of high school. I, I'm sure you're going to you know take it one game at a time, try and win a CIF championship. But but what do you have sort of in your mind that you want to get done this year? Um, for sure, I want to win state. That's number one on the list. Um, I want to be all C- all CIF uh, as like an individual award, all CIF. And then um, third one, honestly, um, having a shot to win the silver fiction. Okay, okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that is the award given out by PPR for the number one player in San Diego. So obviously between that and state and all that, the uh, the goals are set uh, r- pretty ridiculously high for yourself. Is this, you, you had mentioned uh, family members playing for the Packers. Is this you holding yourself here? Who motivates you? What 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 lights your fire for this level of competition? Um, honestly, just coming from Bishop, I think a lot of people overlook us. And I think, you know, we all have our goals. And I think we, we all can get there if we all set them. I think there's never a goal to too high so so you have the goals set uh it sounds like though about as high as it can possibly come um i mean anything off the field any uh any superstitions any rituals anything you got to do on game day that helps you get there anything funny you can tell us let's see um every every before every game we always have a pregame meal um, that's something we do. I mean, we always do that. We have our chapel right before our game. Um, 
I listened to the same playlist. I listened to the same playlist since freshman year. I mean, that's a superstitious thing. I guess I do. So what's on that playlist? Day, um, I got some Drake on that playlist. Uh, some Playboy Cardi. Um, let's see, uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Some of that's on there. How'd you arrive at this playlist? Was this at, before one of the, the the best games you had freshman year, and you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna stick with it, or, or how did you wind up picking this and sticking with it? Um, so I actually didn't start listening to music before games until the first game. No, when we played Valley Center my freshman year, and I remember I caught that was like the first pass I caught in the playoffs. It was like a 30 yard catch, and that's, honestly that was like the best game I've ever played. So, I mean, that's why I really started listening to all the music. So is that game one of the better memories that sticks out? Uh, I'm sure. But what, what are some of the other memories that you have? Like, what are a couple of the, the, the just really drilled into your mind best experiences you've had on the field while at Bishops? Um, sophomore year, it had to be St. Margaret. When we went up there to um, Orange County, we played them. The game was pretty close. I think we were only up by a touchdown. Uh, we were playing man coverage, and they – threw a bomb down the field and I intercepted it. I remember I mean I was I was just like, you know, I'm looking at all the crowds and stuff and it was crazy. I mean that was honestly something I'll remember for the rest of my life. And that was a pretty packed hostile environment from what I remember. That that field set up at St. Margaret's is it's small, but they somehow managed to pack a ton of people in there. So it was it was pretty it was decently loud, uh, given the fact that it was two really small schools going at it. You mentioned the St. Margaret's. You guys are one of the teams in the San Diego section that every year makes sure they play a non-section team and one that's a pretty high caliber. What what do you think that that helps or hurts or changes about your season, making sure that you always are playing somebody and kind of checking yourself against some of the best that Orange County, Riverside, LA, whatever it is that has to offer instead of just staying here in San Diego and maybe picking up just another team, you know, who you've played a, a, a bunch all of the years, and you're like, yeah, we can beat them again, we'll play them again? Um, I think it's really different. Um, I think it's good. I think it's honestly good to have, like, a different competition every year. A team from not from San Diego, and, you know, it's a team that, I mean, honestly, it's a fun game. Like, their student, student section is loud, our student section is loud. So, I mean, I think it's really fun. Talking about that student section, tell us a little bit about, uh, they're called the Dungeon, correct? Yeah, correct. How awesome has it been getting that kind of support from a small school like you have, still having tons of people there at every single game? Oh, it's amazing, honestly. I mean, Bishop's a really tight, close community, and uh, people, they always try to make it out to the games, and it's really appreciated, and the Dungeon's been a really big help for that, just because they put out stuff like, hey, it's a game today, we'll have announcements on Friday, so, I mean, it's awesome. You guys have... A couple of different uniform looks. You have an all white. You got some darkers. You got chrome helmets. What do you think is your, or what would you have to pick? Is your favorite look that you guys ever rock on the field? Well, this year we got some new uniforms, and uh, I really like them. They're Ooh. all white jerseys with maroon maroon numbers and a gold outline. So, I mean, I really like those. And those have never been debuted before. Those are just coming out this year. Yep, they'll be coming out this year, and we also got some new maroon jerseys, which will be debuted this year as well. Okay, okay. So uh, on the all whites, we all white through the helmets, and, and then does it say does it have just the B on the helmet in gold? 
Oh no, um, we got New Jersey. We uh, we we have the same helmet. That's uh, okay. So sticking with the gold helmets on the all white. Ah, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yes, Are you gonna be wearing those the first game? Uh, yeah, we'll be wearing those. I think we're gonna be away. So. Very nice. Very nice. That is pretty dynamic. So this season, four bishops, they got La Jolla, University City, Modern Day Catholic, Rosamond, the non-section school, Francis Parker, Orange Glen, La Jolla Country Day, Tri-City Christian, Classical Academy, Santa Fe Christian. I will skip you going game by game there because I'm sure you will hit, hit us with nothing but confidence and taking it week by week and a whole bunch of other cliches. But you can go catch Clarence out there. You're going to be wearing number three again this season? What do you got on this season? Uh, I got number 14. Number 14 this season. You can catch him, number 14. Where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, Twitter, C3IV23. Uh, if you want to add me on Snapchat, C3345. And then on uh, on Instagram, it's C3.14. Alrighty, he is Clarence Freeman. He is one of the Bishop's Knights looking to chase down, as he says, a state title this year. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you, no. Thank you for having me. All right, well, this has been awesome, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to run back that tape in a couple months as we uh, celebrate with you after your state championship. I am Mr. CPED. The show is at SD Prep Insider. Bounce around, check out all of our other interviews. Thank you very much for tuning in, sports fans, and we will talk to you soon.